And, uh, we're delighted that he is with us. Uh, he's no stranger to First Apostolic Church, and uh, he is our dear friend, and we love him very much. Uh, he is my uncle, and uh, he uh, married my father's sister, and, uh, and uh, Uncle Carl uh, at McKellar, Brother Carl McKellar. He has pastored in uh, a number of cities, and uh, the Lord has blessed him and used him wherever he has gone. He's a blessing to First Apostolic Church. We love him and appreciate him. One of the things that I really appreciate about uh, Brother McKellar is that uh, you, you wouldn't know this just from uh, talking to him because he doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really come through because his personality is so happy. And he has such a gentle and joyful way about him. Uh, but he, he has he's gone through the fiery trials of life. And I remember as a little boy when, when my Aunt Sharon uh, passed on to be with the Lord. And uh, we watched uh, Brother McKellar and his children go through that time of loss. And uh, I've, seen him, I've seen him suffer since then. And even this year, tragedy struck their family. And... And uh, I can always say that, that uh, my Uncle Carl, Brother McKellar, is a Christian gentleman in all things. And that he has handled seasons of loss with such grace and such dignity. And shines as an example of one who trusts in the Lord. And leans not to his own understanding, but in all of his ways acknowledges God and just keeps on keeping on with the Lord. And it's an inspiration to those who know him. We're honored that he's here with us. We want him to come tonight and preach the word of the Lord. Could you receive him with a great big hand clap? God bless you, Brother McKellar. Amen. Praise the Lord to everybody. Y'all happy? You're glad you know the Lord? Amen. Y'all look mighty, mighty good, I tell you. I told the church this morning, I was in a home missionary church this morning. You may be seated. Be careful as you go down, if you will. I was in a home missionary church this morning. I must tell all of you. Uh, there's a 19-year-old young man that has received a vision and burden for Lebanon, Indiana. And he was worshiping, and they were worshiping, in a Holiday Inn Express for about six months. And the Holiday Inn Express told them one Sunday without any kind of uh, note to them, that they were not welcome in, uh, in their conference room any longer. So that was one Sunday morning, just off of the cuff. They came to go to church, and they were, uh, they were blocked from going into the conference room. So he went across town and found, is it a Mojo Marshall? Yeah, karate. I felt right at home. I have a black belt on. <laughs> and uh, they were informed that they could have the back room of that martial arts place. And uh, this morning, they announced that 
it was an honor. I'm saying this for this reason. He said, now this is our first evangelist to preach in this martial arts building. And it's the first evangelist they've had since he opened the church in Lebanon. So, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, you have nothing on me, but uh, what a great experience, I mean that, a great experience. Uh, Brother Spencer Jordan, uh, 19 years old, with a vision and with a desire to uh, claim the city of Lebanon for Jesus Christ. And uh, he told me, too, uh, he also informed me that a month from now, they are buying a building. They, they are converting into a church. And they're going to, he said, next time you'll have a pulpit and uh, they'll have a platform. You know, we never, you know, we take a lot of things for granted. You know, as, as apostolics, we... We come to church, we sit down, we enjoy it, and we should. I mean, most of it. And, uh, you know, we should be thankful for the house of God that we come to and worship the Lord. Thankful for our pastor and also our bishop or whatever Brother Leroy is. Bless his heart. I love him. He's got Louisiana swamp blood in him. He's looking good, too, I'll tell you. And I want to be just like him when I grow up. But uh, we are glad to be at First Apostolic. I want to tell you, you've got to want to come to church here if you come. You've got to really want to come. Because there's some curves and some barrels that you've got to dodge on your way here. But it's all worth it. Brother Joel Urshan is one of my favorite people in all the world. I love my nephew very, very much and appreciate his work for the kingdom. His inspiration to hundreds uh, upon hundreds of people. Uh, I pray in the days ahead we can say just like his grandpa thousands upon thousands amen but uh, he has certainly given us a great example of the ministry and reaching out and working for the Lord and putting his whole heart into it and we watch that brother Joel and love you for it and uh, he was certainly a blessing to our family as he mentioned we had a tragedy a few months ago and my oldest son lost his only child in a head-on collision and brother Joel came and gave them a, a, a tremendous support and uh, we still talk about it and you've got a great pastor we thank he, the Lord for his compassion and his love for the kingdom amen amen uh, I didn't know who in the world he was talking about when he was introducing me. Uh, I asked the Lord to forgive him for saying all those nice things about me. And I asked the Lord to forgive me for an enjoying it. 
but uh, we are happy to be here. I've come farther than any of you, so y'all don't get upset if I preach five minutes longer than I would normally. Amen. So we are glad for the Lord and what he's doing. What a great announcement. I mean, we're progressing. We're going forward. We're not standing still. Amen. We're not happy where we are. We want to strive forward and we want to go into the things that God will lead us into uh, for greater and more powerful results. Amen. Amen. The harvest field is white. Already to harvest. Already to harvest. No planning is necessary. You don't have to sow any more seed. The harvest is ready to reap. Amen. And I believe that the Lord is going to help the church to reap the harvest in the last day. Amen. Amen. And Cincinnati is going to be one of the most fruitful places in all the world. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, I noticed that you probably had a bang-out service this morning, didn't you? Because you wore out some of them, they didn't come back. Amen. But y'all really, really look good. Stand one more time, if you can, if you would do that. Go ahead and groan and grunt and get up. All right? But we're glad to be here tonight. This is a, what you call a one-night Stand with you all, and uh, we are already looking forward to the next time. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, we want to say that Sister McKellar usually is is with us, uh, but this time she wanted to go and be with her family rather than ride the roads with me, and so we let her do that. Of course, I'll dock her pay. And she won't get as much as normally, but we'll be sure she's fed. Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. If there's a second Thessalonians, there must have been a first. But we ain't going to mess with first. We're going to second Thessalonians. And uh, just for the record, I'm sure it's going on the tape. I love all of you, and I believe God's going to bless your homes and bless your lives, and and you're going to see a great, great thing happen in every one of your lives. Amen. God's going to give you a pay raise where you can pay more tithe. Isn't that good? My, my, my. We've got a deal, folks. The Lord lets you keep 90%. The government's already 50%. So the Lord's good to us. No matter how much you make, he just wants 10%. That's pretty good. Amen. Let me ask you, how many has been blessed by tithing? I'm just, I'm just... Have you been so blessed that you'll raise it to 20? I say that sometimes, and folks say. 
But really, I mean, if he's blessing you at 10, what if you'd kick it up to 20? He would just double it, you know. He's going to be fair. I know that. More than fair. How many are glad you feel good tonight? That's because of the Lord. Praise God. So we are thankful for all of you, and I love you very, very much, and I love your pastor and his family. All right, Second Thessalonians verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. By any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about the opposing factor. The opposing factor. Uh, you know, as long as we're here and we're doing righteously, we will be opposed. That's just, that's just in it. You can't get away from it. If you live in an evil world and you live in an evil and wicked generation, those that are living righteous are going to feel the opposition. And we've got to Remain strong. We've got to remain committed because I believe there's a reward. Amen. I'm not necessarily looking for my name to flash on the screen of heaven when I get there. All I want to do is get there. And everything else will take care of itself. I'm not worried about rewards. I'm not worried about trophies. I'm not worried about crowns. I'm worried about getting there. And if I can get there, everything else is going to work out for the glory of God. Let's give him praise before we're seated. Come on, everybody, just for a minute. Let's give him praise for bringing us this far. Let's thank him for the Holy Ghost. Let's thank him for the revelation of who he is. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For bringing us to another time that we can worship him. And praise him with all of our hearts. In Jesus' name, turn to someone and say, you look better than I have ever seen you look before. Would you do it? And you may be seated. Be careful as you go down again, please. You know, when we received the Holy Ghost, we thought we had left all troubles behind. 
I just remember when I received the Holy Ghost. It was on a Sunday night with about 12 or 15 people circled around me as a 12-year-old. And all of a sudden, I'm just as serious as I can be. I'd tried for three weeks. And, you know, you really don't have to seek for the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is receive the Holy Ghost. Because it's a gift. It's like the Lord is giving it to you and you're seeking for it. But I received the Holy Ghost that night. And I spake with tongues for the very first time in my life. And uh, I'm glad that we can get the Holy Ghost more than once. And I will tell you this, I need it more than once. Uh, Because, you know, there are, uh, even at the age of 12, there are things that are hurled at you. And uh, there are, are different challenges in every season of life. Different challenges. And, uh, you know, I would think that after you got to my age, which is none of your business, that you would, you know, kind of level off. And it wouldn't be as difficult as it has in times past because you kind of, you know, know the shortcuts. And, and the whole deal is the shortcuts are to the prayer room. That, that's where you're going to get the shortcuts. It's not leaving things off that God wants you to participate in. Like even tonight when we come to the house of the Lord, this is a great time to be energized with praise. And energize with the spirit of the service. Amen. You know, there's, uh, there's a need for all of us to participate. You shouldn't leave it up to this one or the other one to bring down the glory of God. We should all be with our hands and our hearts and our lives raised in giving praise for the breath that he gives us. Praise God. Everything that hath breath ought to praise the Lord. And so when challenges have come through life, we have to meet those challenges with spiritual savvy, with spiritual power in our life. Because it's not going to work on the natural front. I will not overcome the natural with the natural. I will not overcome the sin that wants to come into my life with, you know, the mind over the matter. That's just not the way it works. You've got to be submitted to God and submitted to his word and submitted to his cause in order for God to use you the way he wants to use you and for you to be delivered. Every time I come to the house of God, I need to be delivered from from something. This is no habit-forming thing. Oh, it's Wednesday night. It's time to go to church. 
or it's Sunday night, Sunday morning. Well, that's just tradition. No, we've got to keep the desire pushing us into the house of God. We've got to keep the desire pushing us to the altar, pushing us to heights in God that we have never gotten to yet. But any time you start to make a move closer to God, there's going to be an opposing factor. There's going to be something there or somebody there that's going to kick up their heels and say, hey, you don't have to go that hard at it. I believe the word of God is the word of God that we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our might. That's how you're to love the Lord. And there's no let up on that. Well, five years in, I won't have to love him with all my strength. No, 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 no. In five years into the word and five years into your life with God, you're going to feel something inside of you saying, hey, you've got to bow up and do more. You've got to bow up and get closer. You cannot afford to walk away from God when he's ready to do more in your life. Amen. Let's praise him right now. I feel a praise in the auditorium. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As long as you live for God, as long as you are birthed, you can compare it with the natural. Because Job was the richest man in the East, and it seems like if you're the richest man in the East, you should have something going for you. Amen. But Job came forth with the wisdom that all of us know is a fact today. That when you were born in this world, you were born in trouble. You can't get away from it. I'm telling you, school was trouble. And when I thought, God, this is the last day I'm going to get a diploma. Trouble is over. And I hit the headwinds that were stronger than going to school. Just life itself. It's full of trouble. And when I go to get married, I'm coming to the Garden of Eden. This is it. Trouble will be no more. Opposings will be no more. I married an opposer. It started getting bigger. Trouble started getting bigger. Well, the first boy will pill, you know, put so much gladness in me, I'll forget my troubles. Trouble, my God, he was trouble. <laughs> and then I had the ambition of three more. That's quadruple trouble. 
just trying to let you know that no matter how happiness will come and and how all things work out for you. There's still yet trouble. When you open your door, you're going to be facing trouble. You're going to be facing the things of life. And when you get the Holy Ghost, that second birth, you think, Lord, no more trouble. Oh, it's just the beginning because there's an opposition out there that doesn't want you to go to heaven. There's an opposing spirit that wants to keep you from getting to where you want to go. That opposing factor is in your ribs at all times. It says, according to Paul, that I got a long old thorn in the flesh. Can you pull it out? Can you get rid of it? It's trouble to me, God. I prayed three times. You might as well quit praying. Because the only thing that's going to get you through is my grace. Yeah, there's opposition. There's the opposing factor. The Bible says that I read to you a few moments ago, the scripture that opposeth. You think, well, is that going to come in the latter days? No, it's already here. Amen. I told Brother Urshan a few moments ago that he was going to have to do something about those steep stairs. I have to work on my legs. Let me read you a scripture in 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. I told Brother Spencer today, Brother Jordan, who is starting the work in Lebanon, I, I opened the Bible and I turned around to see if there were any you know, monitors. And he said, they're coming. And uh, this is nothing new, folks. Uh, The Lord was writing on the wall a long time ago. But in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now, everything that is not preaching the truth is opposing us. And you can be so close to truth and it not be truth. And that's why the scripture says, don't be deceived. Listen to somebody that's going to stick their head in the word and keep it there. Listen to somebody that's not going to go one way and then another way. But he's going to stand on the rock that Christ said he would build his church upon. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I thank God tonight. That I'm in a church that still can, can associate itself with the second book of Acts. You better thank God for that. And I'd better thank God for that. 
But it is that solidity of the, the, the word of God that keeps us balanced in our faith. And it says that you are not to try every spirit. Now the third verse says, or rather the second verse, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. It is an opposing factor that we are to stand up against. I want to tell you tonight, and I want to say it not only here, but on every street corner that I have the privilege to do it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to he that will believe, hallelujah, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I happen to be the Greek. But I'm shouting tonight that I'm not ashamed of the gospel that has saved me and brought me to this place. Hallelujah. I am here because of the gospel. I am here because of the revelation. I am here because of the power of his identity. Hallelujah. And he goes on to tell us, ye are little children Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Every one of you here tonight have the power of overcoming, and you have the power of opposing. This is a day of opposing. Everything that is righteous is opposed. Amen. God created us who we are. And man now wants to say, you can be either one. Right. It's opposition. You know, it's been opposition from the beginning. The devil opposed what Eve told him. He he opposed it. He said, no, you're wrong. And then when God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, you'd think, well, everybody would be happy about that. But no, he's got some opposers with him. And we'd better be careful. I'm just saying this as, a, uh, as a, uh, an elder. None of your business, I hope. But I'm an elder, okay? And I've gone through enough to realize that God is the only one you can trust in. I've lived long enough to tell you tonight that I have no problem saying that he has the answer to every problem that you face. And and one of the greatest statements, Brother Urshan, that was ever written in the scripture was Job telling the Lord, though you slay me. Now that's something to say, folks. If he tries to slay me, I wouldn't be thinking he's my friend. And if he tries, he's got something to to reckon with. No, 
But really, is that true? Amen. One of the greatest things that any of us can do is to totally trust God. Though you slay me, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. Hallelujah. So when we come to that time in life that we know we are being opposed, I know for sure we need to stand up and be counted for righteousness. Amen. If you are living for God, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to find times that people are going to disagree with you and what you believe is strictly that word of God and nothing more. We have no other thing to add to it or take away from it. But if we will stand on the principles of love and forgiveness, and if we'll stand on the principles of the fruit of the Spirit, we're going to get to the other side, and we're going to see the great things of God while we travel in this world. Our journey is going to be more complete if we'll trust God. Trust God. How many have ever heard the name Korah? First of all, is there anybody named Korah here tonight? I would rather be named Shirley than Korah. Or Betty. And there was, a, there was a song that somebody used to sing about Sue. So, so as far as names are concerned, I would never want to associate myself with Korah because he opposed Moses. He got him a little group together and they thought they were going to take over the whole uh, nation of Israel. But here's the deal. Now listen to me carefully. Before you, uh, you start opposing someone, you better Look at their credentials. You better check out on the internet their resume and say, give me so-and-so spiritual resume. And Korah forgot to do that. He didn't have Wi-Fi. And he went against the man of God. Did you hear me? He went against the man of God. He opposed the man of God. When he knew that the man of God was actually there because he heard a voice from a burning bush. You better be careful when God's speaking to somebody and that God is with them because you're going to be in trouble and so am I if we oppose those that are doing righteous. In the long run, it may not look too bad, but in the short haul, you're going to realize that God is going to stand against those that stand against him. Amen. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. 
Praise God. You may be one against a hundred, but I say if God's for you, you have nothing to worry about. You may be one against a thousand, but if you have God on your side, you don't have to worry about it. Praise God. Cora, what is your resume? You hadn't even been a song leader. You haven't even taken prayer requests. You've never even taught a Sunday school lesson. And here you are opposing the man that heard a voice coming out of a bush that was burning. And oh, by the way, you see that staff in his hand? He's still gripping it. And he still remembers the Lord saying, what's in your hand? And when he got to the edge of the Red Sea, he said, just put that staff over the water. Korah, do you know who you're messing with? You better realize that you're going to have to have more power than what you have right now because this man is standing on the principles of God's power. Amen. And he's going to stand because God has called him. He's going to stand because he teaches the truth. All through the Word of God, all through the Word of God, when righteousness is brought forth, Paul even said, you know, when good is present, evil is present. While we're here tonight in this service, on this Sunday, October the 22nd, it's not 19, it's 2017. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but evil is not backing off. Evil is not backing off. It's, it's not showing that it's scared. It's working through the government. It's working through the school system. It's working through the divorce courts. The families that are allowing themselves to be led by the flesh instead of buying by the Spirit. The Bible says, be led by the Spirit. Praise God. If you're led by the Spirit, you're going to have opposition, but you're going to have the Spirit of Moses in you. And you're going to have a power that can be released. And that God can be with you in your trial. That God can be with you in your tribulation. That God can be with you in your time of hurt. I mentioned Job a few moments ago. And be good for all of us to go back and read the book of Job and just slow down while you read it. Maybe not all at once, but just a couple of chapters and absorb it and three or four more and absorb it. Amen. We sometimes 
go through the Bible like we're going through McDonald's fast lane. Oh, I've read that before. I'll just go on and, you know, read it quickly through. I memorize some of these. Listen, we need to slow down and say, For God so loved the world. For God so loved you and me that He gave Himself. He spilled out His blood that you and I could be redeemed by this world of sin. Hallelujah. We have God on our side. We have the church on our side. We have one another on our side. We don't need to be opposing one another. We need to be uplifting one another. We need to be saying, Oh, brother, I love you, and I'm glad that you're in the house of God with me. Oh, the devil loves division. He loves division because he knows that the fruits cannot grow in division. The Holy Ghost cannot speak in division. The Word of God cannot be planted in our lives with division. The Holy Ghost wants to be that, that, that power in your life. The Bible says that he that is in us, I read it a few moments ago, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And what was he talking about? He was talking about the spirit of the world. The world has a spirit. And, uh, you know, God so loved the world, but he was loving humanity. And then he said, love not the world. Don't love the spirit of this world because you're not going to be here that long anyway. Just a few days ago, I was sitting, moving my feet just like he was then. Fourteen. That's what I said, sixteen. You'll be, you'll be wanting me to come back and say 14 someday. <laughs> but they have no idea. Sorry about that. They have no idea what's waiting on them. The only thing that's going for you right now is you're on the front row shaking your foot. That's the only thing going for him. Because I want to tell you that you're not going to get anything better than what you're getting right now in the house of God. You can get your education if you want. You can get money in the bank if you want. You can get the lady's car if you want. But nothing is going to settle your soul like being here in the house of God when all this world is opposing you. We've got to have something to fight back. If Daniel would have stepped into that lion's den, without prayer and consecration and faithfulness, 
on his side. He had been eaten up like spaghetti. And like I didn't like one time, I didn't like spinach, but boy, I like it now. <laughs> Turnip greens. My mother used to make me eat those things. And all the time I was eyeing that banana pudding. Amen. We want that that tastes good. Even in the spiritual realm. When we start getting hit in the between the eyes and waking up, you know, by God, what is he saying, you know? But you got to have more than just mind over matter because when, when Daniel walked into that lion's den or, 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 you know, went down the Disney World chute, that's what they did. They just put him on a slide and just slid him right into the lion's den. They couldn't see it, but the lions were clapping. Boy, we got a good friend here. But you see, God was on his side. It was the Lord that went before him. Hallelujah. I want to tell somebody here tonight, I don't mind the Lord surrounding me. I don't mind the angels of God surrounding me. Because I believe that the bullets of hell are coming against us. And we need the shield of faith to stand against it. Hallelujah. Don't you leave here saying, well, I'm not equipped. You can be. You don't have to take it on the chin every day. You don't have to be run over every day. You don't have to feel like you have the world against you every day. Although you may, there is a power in you that's greater than the world, folks. There's a power in you that will oppose the opposition. You're looking at a man tonight. And I ain't ever going to be a woman. And I'm married to a woman. She ain't ever going to be a man. If she does, I'm moving to Cincinnati. I want to tell you, I don't hate humanity, but I hate the world. The Lord has given me permission to hate one thing, and that's evil, and the devil, and the imps of hell, and the spirits that come against me. I hate every bit of it, and I'm going to denounce it every chance that I get. If I die tomorrow denouncing it, I'm going to heaven for sure. Because he said, if you'll give your head, you don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to tell you tonight, we've got to get ready to give everything to God. Not just our head, but our hands and our feet and everything that goes with it. Because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Is that right or not? We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I can walk into any situation 
and be safe. Because I want to tell you right off, I don't have just a bodyguard. I'm surrounded by angels. Said those that fear the Lord are encamped about. I'm closing right now, and that's why that I don't worry about opposition. If I waved a pair of boxing gloves at you, would not scare you or frighten you. If I just held them up and these are boxing gloves, you ought to run. You know what it represents, don't you? Boxing and fighting and putting bruises in on your head and in your t- on your tummy. And when you go to uh, when you go into the ring, you don't just here. I've got boxing gloves. Don't don't you come near, near me. I got boxing gloves. Wham. But now, if I put my fist in the boxing gloves, it changes its personality. The boxing gloves are no longer vacant. Along with what you have in your life is a dynamite. It's a power that's greater than... The people that are walking around without God are walking around on their own. But I'm walking around not on my own, but I'm walking around with Jesus Christ inside of me. And every problem that I face, I take Jesus with me. Every situation I face, I take Jesus with me. Look, I don't go to the doctor's office alone. Praise God. I'm opposed, you're opposed, we're all opposed. But greater is he that is in us than what is opposing us. Praise God. The spirit of Korah is the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist is even with us this very day. Opposing everything that is godly. Everything that has purpose. Everything that has reality. It wants to take you away from it. Amen. It scares me a little bit, Pastor. That people live in a fake world most of the time. And, uh, you know, you've got Hollywood. They're against the guns. And there's more demonstration of the guns out of Hollywood than any place in the world. It's the opposite. It's so hypocritical. 
that they will take our young people's mind and put them in a fantasy world, thinking that when bullets hit them, that it won't even matter. It'll just bounce off. God, help us today. You cannot listen to the spirit of the Antichrist, or you're going to die before your time. You've got to listen to the presence of God and the voice of God. Know that voice of the shepherd. Know that voice of the shepherd when he calls your name and know that he's on your side. There are times that he will lift you up into his arms and he will carry you for a distance and you will not see your footprints. You'll only see his, but he'll get you safely to the other side because he loves you. He doesn't intend for you to fail. He doesn't intend for you to be lost. He doesn't intend for you to go back. Put your hands on the plow and go forward in Jesus' name plow the rest of your life live for God the rest of your life put him in the center of your life hallelujah sure there's going to be things that come against you but God will raise a standard Hallelujah. He didn't start out for me to leave me behind. But he said, son, you remember this one thing. I've taken you in as my own. And I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. My daddy has gone the way of the flesh. I can't get his wisdom anymore. I want to tell you that more than ever before, I thank the Lord for my mom and dad. Thank them for putting inside of me a love for the house of God. Amen. So many distractions today. I could go on and on, but maybe another time. Hint, hint. (laughs) But I really mean, folks, that I love the church. I really mean it, folks, when I'm up here preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself as well. Because I want to be inspired. I don't want to be pushed down. I don't want to come to church. Did you know some of the most trialsome times of your life can be the most encouraging times of your life? I don't ever have to say that again. But some of the hardest times of your life can be the greatest times of your life. Because you can feel the nudging of God in every move you make. Praise God. I never did what Job did. And I told my son and my daughter-in-law, Carl and Sherry, when they lost Kayla. I said, I want you to know that you will never find peace. One morning, it was like 
the second morning after we had uh, lost her and I went upstairs at six o'clock. That's just a good time to get up, isn't it? I don't feel a revival right now. But it's really a good time to get up because you're not disturbed by anyone. Well, when I got up and went upstairs, they were interlocked with one another, weeping. They could feel the pain more than I could. I'm the grandfather. They are the parental. They're the parents. They're the ones that brought this girl into the world. And I prayed with them. I got down with them and interlocked with them. And it seemed like the Lord just spoke to me and said, tell them. They'll trust me. I'll bring peace. And I said, as long as you try to interlink with one another, trying to, you know, put away the hurt, it's just going to mount. But when you put it over on the Lord, there is nothing but peace. And he knows the way that I take. I've never come this far before. I've never come this way before, Lord. I don't know what it is. I'll show you through it. I'll be with you. I'll take you by the hand. And when you get to where I want you to go, you'll feel the peace. That passeth all understanding. I cannot give the Lord any greater compliment than that He is my faithful God. And in closing, how many times have I said that? You know why the Lord said through Paul, that I'll never put upon you more than you're able to bear. You know why he said that? It's because in Hebrews 4.15, he said there wasn't one thing that I didn't go through. And I know what you're feeling. And I'm not going to let your temptation overtake you. But with the temptation, I'm going to knock out a, a side of the wall where you can escape. Praise God. How many can tell me tonight that God has already always been there for you? Would you stand and give him a wave offering of praise and make a little noise in the house of God tonight? Let's praise him that we can go through our opposition, that we can go through our trials, that we can go through our tests. Praise God. Hallelujah.
I think I read just today. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't want to, if it wasn't today, it was yesterday, and I know if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before. <laughs> I have read it just recently that Paul had an opposer in Alexander the coppersmith. But he said himself that God would deliver him. Hallelujah. So ever how many Alexander coppersmiths, it seems like I go through one of those every year. They're opposing, coming against you. And you know your biggest against her is yourself. That's another message. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Because I can't save you. And you can't save me. We can help one another along the way, but you got to save yourself. I can't repent for you and you can't repent for me. I can't be baptized for you and you can't be baptized for me. And you can't get the Holy Ghost for me and I can't get the Holy Ghost for you. And I can't live for God for you and you can't live for God for me. Do I have to go any farther? It's you and God. It's you that get up in the morning and go to work or you're not going to get a paycheck. It's you that get up on Sunday morning and say, bless God, I may not feel like it, but I'm going. I'm not getting beat out of a blessing. I want a Holy Ghost paycheck today. Hallelujah. I'm going for God to pay me to get to me and get to you and get to everybody to where they're going and I'm glad we're on our way to heaven would you raise your hands and praise the Lord clap your hands and praise the Lord love the Lord tonight hallelujah 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 praise God praise God Well, let's receive the word of the Lord right now. Let's receive the word of the Lord all across this building right now. Just lift up your hands unto God. And let's thank God for his precious word. Let's thank him for his precious word. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's really reach out to the Lord right now. He's doing something in this house. Hallelujah. He's doing something in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's healing in this house. There is healing in this house. I want somebody to come right now who needs a healing touch of God in your spirit and the word has reached out to you. I'm going to tell you what the Lord spoke to you while he, Brother McKellar was preaching. So many things, but one thing he said that so pricked my heart and I realized it was pricking the heart of so many people in this place. The Lord knows the way that you take. He knows the way that you take. He knows the way that you take. I need somebody right now to reach out and claim that promise and say, God, I believe that and I need that and I'm hanging on to that in the name of Jesus. Come on, we're going to sing a little bit and we're going to open these altars and we're going to let some people come and reach out to God in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it. Let the Word of God feed your spirit tonight. Let the Word of God feed your spirit tonight. 
God is not oblivious to what you're going through. He knows where you are and He's with you. Hallelujah. He's reaching for you. Hallelujah. He is with you in this struggle. He's opposing that which opposes you. He's fighting your battles on your behalf. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. He knows my name. He knows my name. Yes, Lord. He knows my name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, the comfort of God right now, the comfort of God, the peace of God that passes understanding right now. 